Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The return of the U.S. bases is not yet written in stone. The reported U.S. plan to bring back its military bases to the Philippines is a formidable challenge to most Filipinos, but primarily to the first two politicians in the Marcos family who do not seem to see eye-to-eye on fundamental national questions. President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. is seen to favor the bases, but not his elder sister, Senator Maria Imelda Josefa Remedios Emi Marcos, who chairs the Senate Committee on Foreign Relations. Unless properly handled, this issue could openly divide the first family and, ultimately, the nation. Whom to listen to on this issue is the basic question. Is it the Philippines that needs the U.S. bases for its own security from China? Or is it the U.S. that needs the Philippine bases for its own power projection in the Indo-Pacific region? One is not the same as the other, and the president and his older sister seem to have divergent positions on the question. As far as Senator Emi Marcos is concerned, the irrevocable termination of the 1947 Philippine-U.S. Military Bases Agreement, MBA, in 1991 was a genuine achievement of Marcos Sr., her father, within the context of our highest national interest. That was a historic turning point in our extended Philippine-U.S. relations, and she cannot afford to roll it back but only uphold it as her father's genuine legacy, even at the risk of going against her brother's official position. It was only in 1987, a year after Marcos was ousted in a U.S.-instigated military revolt, that SEC. 25 of Article 18 entered the Constitution. This prohibits foreign military bases, troops or facilities within the country, except under a treaty duly concurred in by the Senate and, if Congress so requires, ratified by a majority of the votes cast by the people in a referendum held for that purpose, and recognized as a treaty by the other contracting state. But Cory Aquino, who presided over the writing of the 1987 Constitution and one of the bases extended, had nothing to do with it. It was instead the irreversible culmination of a series of official acts by the senior Marcos, as recognized independently by Cory's constitutional commissioners, to recover Philippine sovereignty and control over the base lands. The most notable of these acts was the Ramos-Rusk Agreement of SEP.16, 1966, which reduced the original term of the 1947 MBA from 99 years to the next 25 years, followed by the Carlos P. Romulo-Richard Murphy Exchange of Notes of January 7, 1979, which reaffirmed Philippine sovereignty over Clark Air Force Base and Subic Naval Base and their extensions, and declared the bases as Philippine bases under the command of a Filipino base commander, and with the Philippine flag flying singly over them. In 1983, the Philippine and U.S. governments undertook a comprehensive review of their rent-free bases agreement, at the end of which, U.S. President Ronald Reagan informed Marcos that the U.S. government would make its best effort during the five fiscal years beginning on October 1, 1984, to provide $900 million in security assistance to the Philippines. In 1991, Cory Aquino, who had denounced the bases before the rebellious military generals made her revolutionary president, reversed her position and tried to extend the term of the bases through a new treaty negotiated between Foreign Secretary Raul Manglipas and Richard Armitage, but the Senate rejected this treaty by a vote of 12 to 11, thereby injecting more vigor into SEC. 25 of Article 18. However, in 2014, then-President Benigno Simeon Aquino III rolled out the Enhanced Defense Cooperation Agreement, 
EDCA, with the U.S., an executive agreement signed by Philippine Defense Secretary Voltaire Gasman and U.S. Ambassador to the Philippines Philip Goldberg, granting the Pentagon operational sites inside Philippine military and civilian bases to preposition its troops and facilities for a possible war with China over the issue of Taiwan. This was a gross violation of SEC. 25, Article 18, but it did not provoke any constitutional challenge. On the other hand, a self-serving Supreme Court ruling, penned by then-Supreme Court Chief Justice Maria Lourdes Sereno, whom President Aquino III had appointed to her post after he had scandalously removed Chief Justice Renato Corona by bribing the members of Congress to impeach and convict him on a single trumped-up charge, pronounced this grossly unconstitutional act as allegedly constitutional, even though there was no way the highest court could have misinterpreted the letter and spirit of SEC. 25, Article 18. Under President Duterte, Sereno was removed by her peers in a quo waranto proceeding initiated by Solicitor General José Calida without the benefit of an impeachment process, the usual method of removing an unworthy member of the Supreme Court and other impeachable high officials. A plain reading of Sec. 25, Article 18 of the Constitution is sufficient to show that EDCA has no standing in the Constitution, and the grant of military sites to the U.S. by President Aquino III in 2014 and recently by Marcos Jr. is a constitutional abomination. But no member of the House, which has the exclusive power to initiate all cases of impeachment, ever tried to make Aquino accountable during or even immediately after his term, and no current member of the House has raised the issue with Marcos Jr. either. The way the government is structured, we have an entire Congress that can and should hold the Executive Department accountable on this important foreign policy cum constitutional question. We also used to have a vibrant press that allowed our people to participate freely in the discussion of vital national concerns. None of these seem to be functioning now. For all intents and purposes, we seem to have a frozen and lifeless constitution. We complain about China's aggressive conduct in the West Philippine Sea as a naked attack on our sovereignty, yet we do not mind making ourselves part of the U.S. war preparations against China, in gross violation of our highest national interest and our anti-war constitution. We need the Marcos government to assure us that the proposed return of the U.S. bases is subject to the final will of the Filipino people and is not yet written in stone.